Good morning, Martha Bowman. Holy moly, we made it to Sunday. Can I get... Can I get an amen for that? Um, no, it's just so good to be here with you today. It's so good to have it be Sunday morning. Um, I say that not because this past week was miserable. In fact, it, it was quite the opposite. Um, and I say that I woke up Tuesday. So Tuesday was the real start of our week, obviously. Labor Day was a holiday. Nobody works. We got to um, sleep in and just have a fun family day. Um, not working, which was great. Um, but then Tuesday was the start of our week. And I woke up Tuesday morning um, with a very low expectation of how good the day would go. Uh, it was the first day of virtual school for both of my boys. And um, here's the thing. I was so pleasantly surprised at how great the first day of school went. And I know that that is maybe not the case for everybody. But for us, it, it, it was just pleasantly great um, for all of the teachers, administrators, tech support people, uh, you parents and grandparents who are having to go back to like, you know, second grade, third grade, all over again with your little one. Um, you are rock stars. Um, but, you know, not just for Bibb County, for all of our teachers and administrators. I spoke with a friend this week who teaches at ACE. And she said, you know what, like with doing um, virtual school as well as in-person school, she said, we're doing about three or four times the work and it's crazy, but it's going okay. And so, you know, I was just pleasantly surprised with how, um, how well the day went. And then on top of that, we had our first um, prayer in the garden here Tuesday morning. Um, and it was just a really sweet spirit. Uh, we had um, folks kind of scattered throughout, praying, walking. There was music. Um, Y'all, I just want to encourage you, if in the next four or five weeks on a Tuesday morning, you're driving by the church from 9 to 9.30, you can stay for the whole time or you can just pop in for a few minutes. But just uh, the spirit and focus and just time remembering that in the midst of all the things, God is in control. God is faithful. He's providing. He's the answer. It was just, you know, I hate to use the word magical, but it was. It was this tiny little magical moment on Tuesday of just prayer and focus, and it was awesome. And then on Tuesday night, we had our first um, connect group meeting. Fifteen of y'all met up at Tattnall Square Park for pickleball. And it was just so cool. The pictures that I got were great. Um, I don't know how to play pickleball. And um, so I didn't go. But it was just, it's so exciting to see connecting happening. You know, people who maybe don't always hang out or know each other or, or have never met before coming together um, over an activity and just getting to know each other and build relationships is so great. Um, and as a staff member, as a teammate, as a, a friend to Mark and Fran, your words of encouragement, your love, your support, just seeing different people pick up, hey, I can do this, I can help with here, what, what, what can I do? Um, and then just reading your words of love um, on our Caring Bridge page that, that Fran set up, it, it blew me out of the water. Um, it made me so proud and blessed to be a part of a community that shows up for people and shows out when there is a need. That is the church. 
that is Jesus. And, you know, before I really get into this message, I want to take a minute and I want to just say a quick prayer for Mark and Fran. Um, it's kind of weird not having them be a part of our Sunday morning. And so um, I acknowledge that, but I also just um, want to bring them together with you before the Lord. So let's take a quick minute and pray. Father God, I just thank you for our pastors. Father, I thank you for Pastor Mark and I thank you for Pastor Fran. Father, I thank you for their heart. Father, I thank you for the way that they love you and lead others to you because of their incredible love for you. Right now, God, I pray for our dear Pastor Mark as he is recovering from what was a scary period of, of COVID with some unknowns and some unexpecteds and some how is this going to turn out and just scary. It was scary. So God, I just thank you, Father, that you are faithful. I thank you that you um, had physicians in place, that you had doctors and nurses in place just ready to care and love on Mark, ready to get him better, ready to um, get him on the road of recovery. And Lord, I lift up to you uh, just sweet Fran as she has been home um, loving and caring for Mark from a distance because of this virus. God, for their daughters as they are far away, um, which is so hard during this uh, time of, of sickness and unknown. Um, Lord, we just lift this sweet and precious family up to you. Um, our close friends, our pastors, um, just praying, Father, that you would continue to just um, restore, that you would continue to heal, that you would continue to um, give them the sweet rest that they need, and that, God, we as their church community would continue to surround them. Um, God, I'm reminded of that passage uh, where the Israelites were at battle and Moses had to keep his hands lifted. And, and even though he was getting tired and weak, he had um, his two friends come beside him and, and, and raise his hands when he was too tired to do that. Father, that we would um, be available to help keep Mark and Fran's arms lifted towards you, Father, as is needed. We love you and we praise you, God, and just uh, give you this morning of, of worship and of um, teaching together. It's in your son's holy and precious just name I pray. Amen. So as I get started today, I want to share with you that I am coming to you from the prayer garden, as you can see. Um, and that is because this sermon is being streamed in both our traditional and contemporary service. Um, so we were looking for a spot that was representative of our church, a special spot um, that was also neutral in both settings. So here is where you have me. Um, today's word is going to be brief. I share that with you right up front. Um, I love that at times God can share chapter books and then other times God can share just this quick little um, nugget of truth. And so today is going to be a nugget kind of day. Um, as many of you know, we are smack dab in the middle of our kaleidoscope sermon series. And the tag for that is kaleidoscope. What do you see when the picture changes? Um, I didn't bring my kaleidoscope out here with me today. Marshall, my four-year-old, has let me borrow his. And I actually have been keeping it on the corner of my desk throughout the last four or five weeks. And, and as people come in and visit, they pick it up and they turn it and they just kind of ooh and ah. Um, you know, when we had originally planned this sermon series, I don't know, seven or eight weeks ago, um, we had no idea how, how timely this message would be for our church. 
um, you know, what do we see when the picture changes? Because the picture has changed. The picture is continuing to change. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to be sharing briefly today about the prophet Isaiah. And this is just uh, something that, you know, kind of sparked up in me over the last few days as, as I was just kind of praying through, okay, Lord, the, these are the things that my physical eyes are seeing. But I believe that you are doing something so much bigger below the surface. So give me eyes to see what is below the surface and not just what my physical eyes are taking in. So it, it brought me to this place in Isaiah. So I'm going to be sharing with you today from um, Isaiah chapter 2, just the first few verses. Um, you see, back in the day, obviously, Isaiah didn't have a kaleidoscope. Um, and he didn't need to look through the lens of a kaleidoscope because he had the vision and voice of God leading him. Um, and so I'm going to read for you. This is Isaiah 2, verse 1 to 5. This is a vision that Isaiah, son of Amaz, Amaz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the first days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and he will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. You see, the world Isaiah lived in was a difficult one. Um, there, there were shifting political um, allegiances. There was um, violent conflicts that were just breaking apart the nations and, and causing these incredible divisions. There was poverty. There was struggle. Uh, there was war and, and, and nations that were just, um, just fighting each other. You know, and, and as I read this and know a little bit about Isaiah, I'm like, man, that, that kind of sounds familiar. And Isaiah's prophet eyes, I, I don't think they stopped them from seeing the hard realities of the world. Um, you know, in, in chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1, right before this, we hear about these desolate and burnt out towns. We hear about these cities that are under siege. We hear about um, sickness and, and disparity and just untreated wounds and brokenness. Greedy and corrupt rulers um, who, who were deaf to the cries of the orphan and the widow and those that were in need. Again, I'm, I'm asking myself, wow, this just feels familiar. Isaiah saw all that, but he saw something else too. In the midst of hardship, Isaiah saw possibility. In the midst of hardship and chaos and broken, he saw hope. He saw God's promise for better days to come. You know, the first line of this passage that I shared with you in Isaiah, the word of Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. What he saw, not what he heard, what he saw. 
God gave Isaiah a word of hope and, and consolation in the midst of a hard and chaotic time. This is a vision in chapter two, and it is one of peace and one of restoration and one of hope, one of nations coming together. He, he saw the hardships of the world. He saw the, the burnt out cities. He saw the fighting. He saw the, the wars. He saw the, the desperation. But he saw with his godly eyes, with his prophet eyes, a world in which implements of destruction, these swords, and, and, and they were transformed into instruments of cultivation, instruments of planting, instruments of what would be used for, for harvest. He saw a world in which human conflict was resolved not by some sort of worldly plan, but by a divine negotiation. Not by war, not by fighting, not by who is the strongest, who is the most powerful, who is the wealthiest. No, it was a divine mediation of God. Isaiah saw a world where all nations would stream towards God. The one God, hungry to hear his teaching and eager to follow God's instruction. Now that was not what his physical eyes were taking in. That is what his prophet eyes, his holy eyes, the vision of God that was planted inside of Isaiah, that is what those eyes were seeing. A world in which people would walk in the shining and glorious and beautiful light of God. Today you heard um, our, our scripture for the morning, Romans 12, 2, and it was shared to you in the New Living Translation. And, and the reason I picked that passage so specifically for today and that translation specifically um, was this. It, I'm going to read it again and then just kind of speak to it. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The reason I love the New Living Translation is it says by changing the way you think. You can't change the picture. You can't change God's plan. You can't change the outcome. You can't change others. You can't change the way people respond to you. But you can change the way you think. You can change the way you see the picture. Just like Isaiah, he saw the word of God. It wasn't what he heard. It wasn't what he interpreted. It wasn't what he thought should happen. He saw. And I think God is calling us to be a people who are transformed by him. Not by what is happening in the world around us, not by what is happening um, in, in, in our circumstances, not by what is happening to our dear beloved pastor who none of us would have expected um, to be sick um, or to, to be sick in this way. Mark is healthy. Mar Martha, Mark is um, on top of his game. He's fit. He's ready. Th this kind of shook all of us. I can't change what is happening, but I can change the way I think about it and the way I see God working in it. This morning, you have seen some of the faces of our Martha Bowman staff as they have um, stepped up this week just to assist 
and all these different pieces that are moving, you know, um, recording our online worship today. And, and what I love so much about how you get to experience so many of our staff um, is, you know, th this could have been a chaotic scramble. I'm not going to lie. Um, on, on Tuesday morning, when we got the news that, that Mark was in the hospital, and we, we kind of had a staff powwow and said, okay, this is what has to happen this week. He, here are the different pieces. Who can do what? Without a blink of an eye, everybody on staff said, I can, I can, I can. What, what, what do you need me to do? What can I shift? What can I fix to make it work? Everybody um, stepped up to represent not our church, but the church being the body of Christ, stepping into the holes that, that, that are open so they can say, okay, well, what can I do to help meet their need right now? And it flowed so smoothly. This is the coming together of people for the glory and honor of God. And you got to see just a glimpse of that today with our Martha Bowman staff. An incredible picture of what this whole kaleidoscope sermon series is supposed to be about. You know, it was interesting. I, I mentioned to you that I have the kaleidoscope in my office sitting on my desk and somebody came by a few weeks ago and they were looking at it and they said, you know what's crazy is you go to turn it and she said, the first thing I see are, are how all the pieces are falling. And, and for just a second, it's like, oh, what, what, what is this picture gonna be? But then it settles and you see this incredible just display of color and vibrancy and and shape and and it's just it's awesome and and here's the reality friends the the picture has changed and and I think this statement it has felt more real this week than it has in the past six months the picture has changed it's not changing it's not it has changed it will continue to change it's close to home this week. It feels personal. And, and for many of you, maybe that's been the case. It, it, it has hit close to home for you. Not just this week, but, but maybe a few months ago. May, maybe at the beginning of all of this, when, when maybe some of you, you know, lost jobs or had loved ones who were sick and you couldn't be near them. Man, it, it, it is hard and nothing feels normal. I hate to use that word. But the picture has changed. And the words of Pastor Fran, as uh, I shared with her the, the pickleball picture this week, as she said, wow, kaleidoscope. Man, the picture is so beautiful. You see, Fran saw, even in the midst of this week of uncertainty and, and some scary for her and her family, you know, here she is trying to, to support and, and, and follow up with Mark, but also try to be the mama to her three daughters as they are spread throughout the United States, right? But Fran was able to say, okay, you know what? I cannot change anything around me, but I'm going to see this picture that God is crafting, and I'm going to see the goodness and beauty of God in it. And I just, I was so uplifted and encouraged um, by her this week. And I want to encourage each of you today um, that is, your picture has changed. It's not maybe gonna change or, or, you know, down the road. No, a lot of us have had pictures that have changed, but we get to choose to see how God is operating in them. How are you going to allow um, that change, that picture shift to, 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 to point you to where God is leading you to go, to point you to what God is leading us as a people, as a church, 
to be. Y'all, God is waking us up, I believe, to be a church that is, that is hearing the needs of those around us, that is hearing the needs of a community, that is opening their doors to, to virtual school when it, it doesn't feel like, like there, there's an, a, a way. And, and our church steps up and says, well, we, we can have virtual school here for those that are in need. And, and it's just been awesome to see how, how Martha has, has stepped up in different platforms to be um, the body of Christ to people in need. And so I just want to thank you for that. I want to encourage you with that, that God is moving and that he is calling us to move with him. Join us this morning as we continue to worship, as we close out this time, um, just remembering who God is and how he is alive and moving in us.